Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. We are in August. It's been quite the seven months here in 2023, and I hope that you guys have been just working towards building the life that you want. That's been one of my major intentions for 2023 was building the life that I want. And so it's so great to see you guys putting in the effort, setting the intentions for doing that as well, because that's what we deserve. We work hard and we're trying to create a life that brings us love and joy because that's what we're really here to do is just bring love and joy to ourselves and others. So it really makes me happy that we're starting to set really clear boundaries we start to set really clear intentions on the goals that we want to create in our lives, become the people that we want to be. And you guys are just doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you guys and seeing the efforts that you are putting in your own journeys. And I'm just, like I said, just keep up the amazing work. And you'll see at the end of the year, you'll see at December and you'll look back at January and just see how far you have come. And guess what? If perhaps maybe we've fallen off the bandwagon of our intentions and our goals. That's okay. It's August. We still have half of the year. It's the second half, right? So if you are feeling a little stuck right now on how to kind of pivot in the second half of this year, man, this episode is for you. I interview the fantastic Mia Gill. I've had Mia on before. I believe it was episode 27, about two years ago almost at this point. And we talked about um, emotional um, emotional intelligence. And today we are going to be having a great conversation about how to strategize building the life that we want because Mia has made so much growth since the last time she's been on the podcast and she left her nine to five job and now she's running not one, but two businesses. So she is self-employed and she is sharing her journey of how she got there and how she's starting to build the life she wants. So let me give you a little bit of information about Mia. So Mia Gill is the founder of BossMyLife.com, agency owner and business strategy wizard. She has spent the last two years helping other women to reach their full potential, become CEOs, and get excited about life. Once, she was just a girl who took a chance on herself and embarked on a journey to create her dream life in biz from her bedroom. Turning her love for tech into a personal empire, she is now helping you to achieve more so you too can create your dream life and business. I mean... Me and I, it, it was just such a great conversation and it was so funny. We both said like we felt so much lighter and just like more inspired after having a conversation and it was just such a great 
conversation and I hope it really uplifts you and inspires you as well to start thinking about the shifts you can make in your life, your habits, your career, your relationships, anything like that. How can you start to create the shift to build the life that you want and the life that you deserve? So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Hi, Growth Mindset Gang. I have an amazing guest with us today, Miss Mia Gill. She's actually back on the podcast. She was, I think it was like episode 27, give or take a few, like two years ago at this point, um, where she was on the podcast and we dove into emotional intelligence and it was such a great episode. So Mia's back on the pod today, but we're going to be talking about something completely different. We're going to be diving into kind of making the transition from a nine to five to being self-employed and really learning how to invest in yourself and making the right decisions where you have your own life path and how to kind of sit with yourself and find clarity of, I thought this was the right path and now I'm feeling another way and how to, you know, kind of discern to take your next step in life. So Mia, thank you again for coming back on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. So excited to be back. I feel like it's um, as if I spoke to you just yesterday. <laughs> if I was there yesterday. No, I'm really excited to be back on. Thank you for having me. Of course. And do you want to just reintroduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Who are you? Where are you from? All that great stuff. Of course. So I'm Mia. I am, I can't believe I'm saying this, but now self-employed fully. Um, I have my own, I have two businesses at currently. I have a coaching business, bossmylife.com, which is all to do business coaching and mindset coaching and sort of helping women go from zero to literally launching 10k months um, with a coaching business. And then I also have the Bossable Agency where I do sort of virtual assistancing and helping support coaches and other business owners to sort of expand and scale their business oh that's like just you just sharing I'm like wow she's so great (laughs) (laughs) that's like an incredible like this is my business and I'm like wow you're just like doing the dang thing so I kind of want to then dive into you had your typical nine to five job and do you want to explain what was your nine to five job so my nine to five job, while I was working in senior management in healthcare. So very different to what I'm doing now. It was your typical kind of office job, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it wasn't. So I was sat down on a desk, um, nine to five, literally. I would even have my lunch on my desk. I didn't, I didn't leave. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Um, But the actual day to day of it was quite stressful because we are dealing with clients. So um, I have over 500 clients and then I was also running a team of over 40 carers and Mm -hmm. my job was to basically coordinate everything. Um, There's a lot of paperwork involved and also just providing them with care and we would deal with so I know it's going to sound really morbid but kind of like in the healthcare industry a lot of death and illnesses and I feel like over time just like a bit of a toll that was that was my job yeah it was very different to what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. so why did you switch from your nine to five to then creating your own business what was the reason behind it so I do believe it was a really big lead up it wasn't a sort of I knew I always knew I wanted to make this move. If I'm honest, I feel like since I was 18, mm-hmm. um, I never really took the plunge. And I was really kind of, even though I knew I wanted to do it, 
I was kind of going against the grain and not believing in myself. And I never actually fully launched myself into anything or mm-hmm. launched a business. So when I had this job and I was kind of working on my coaching business as a side hustle, I was like, oh, like it's actually going quite well. I'm making money from it. Um, and the feeling I get when I am, I finish my nine to five, I come home and I get to just, open up my laptop sit down in my bed and work on my business I it just made me so happy and I remember people were saying to me like oh, do you not want to go out do you not want to do this and it was like I didn't all I wanted to do was just take my laptop to cute places and just work on my business so I always knew that I wanted to transition like I never thought that the nine-to-five lifestyle was for me mm-hmm. I never really got the concept and I don't have a song like Andrew Tate where it's very like, you know, get out of the matrix. Like there is a lot mm. of benefits to it. I do believe my nine to five gave me structure and I did learn a great deal. But I feel like I was kind of ready to take the leap. I had I had kind of squeezed out all of the knowledge that I could have possibly have got from having a nine to five job, especially working in management. So it was just it was just, I don't know if you heard the, the beeping, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> but I just remember feeling, okay, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Like I was just so ready to move on. Um, and that was, I just always knew I wanted to do it. And that's, that's a great thing because I know a lot of people who are listening, they want to make some sort of shift in their life, whether it's their career, just their lifestyle, whatever that it is. And then everyone always kind of sits there and we're like, how come I can't do it? Like what's stopping me from taking that leap? So remember how you said before where you're in your nine to five and you're kind of doing your coaching business, you know, as a side hustle, did you have any limiting beliefs that were kind of stopping you from really taking the plunge? And then how did you overcome those limiting beliefs? Oh my God. I had so many limiting beliefs. I think my biggest one was fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I always put a lot of pressure onto myself to make things I've obviously been quite ambitious as a woman I put so much pressure into being not just a side hustle not just replacing my nine to five but being like a brand and building an empire mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go things sort of like halfway I wanted to go all out mm-hmm. so my belief was perfectionism and also mm-hmm. failure and I think because I had them two things I always thought that I wasn't good enough and I always paired my nine to five with excuses so mm-hmm. for example if if something if I was having like a slow month in my business or something wasn't going right or I just wasn't sort of reaching my full potential I would always blame my nine to five and I was all I would always say oh the only reason that happened was because I had my nine to five job it's not my fault and I had mm. that kind of excuse in the back of my head and like even with having like a nine to five job you get a lot of kind of emotional backlash from having the job mm-hmm. because especially with the job I have where it's very stressful if something went wrong Mm-hmm. especially as management you're kind of like first point mm-hmm. for blame so mm-hmm. you kind of naturally carry limiting beliefs that's kind of pushed onto you in your nine to five job mm-hmm. it, when you come home and you crack open your laptop mm-hmm. the beliefs like really kind of power through and you unless you really heal from it your business is gonna 
sort of face that backlash because you haven't fully dealt with that limiting beliefs so yeah mine was definitely fear of failure and how I overcame that if I'm really honest I didn't I really faked it until I made it it was one of them things where I knew it was there and I just remember repeating to myself I was like I know that it's there I can I I know the fear of failure is in my head right now I have to just keep going and I really have to learn to detach my emotions mm-hmm. from my actions and that was was really messy at first mm-hmm. I remember I would sit there and I would cry sometimes especially when I was in like having a doubt I'd have a bit of like maybe a panic attack like anxiety and I'd be like oh I can't do this and then I would have a big cry and I would just be like right okay I've done that now crack over my laptop and I there's nothing I can do about it. And I really had to train my brain to only focus on what I could control. Mm-hmm. And where I put so much pressure on my business surviving and growing because it wasn't just for me. I wanted to grow a business for my family and to provide for my future family. Even I don't have kids yet. I've always had a big vision of what it would be. So I would always kind of go back to my why. That was how I overcame them and even though it was always lingering in the back of my head mm-hmm. it was because I had such a strong vision of what I wanted and I had such a strong purpose and enjoyment for what I did I learned to actually allow my business to make me feel better so even if I had limited beliefs and I was feeling really sort of crappy and I just felt mm-hmm. emotional I would always kind of convince myself that the only way to make myself feel better is by continuing with my work Mm -hmm. because I've always said to myself like I need to pick my heart Mm -hmm. which how do I want to be comfortable right now or do I want to be uncomfortable in 10 years time so sort of detaching myself from emotions which does take time I don't want people to think it was a sort of overnight thing it took me a really long time to kind of perfect it and day by day by taking action you just kind of get there Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah (laughs) and I love that you said at the end of that like picking your heart because I think a lot of people think they're going to make the career shift or the lifestyle shift the relationship shift whatever Mm -hmm. that it is that they want to change and then life's just automatically going to be easier and just like woo grand old time but it's not it's like you said working in your instance, working your nine to five was hard, but also starting a business is really hard and really difficult because there's so much behind the scenes that like we on social media don't see. Like I see all over Instagram that everyone's leaving their nine to fives and starting their business. And it's like, I can get you, you know, 10,000 followers in three months, follow me. This is how I can show you how to do it. And so everyone thinks it's like, oh, like this instant thing that someone just did. And now their life's like so much better where we don't see the long nights staying up until 2 a.m., having all that pressure with on yourself because once you leave a nine to five, you leave an old stress behind, but a new stress comes in because you're self-employed. So what you're really leaning on is your ability and your belief in yourself, right? So do you kind of want to dive into the behind the scenes of the leaving your nine to five and starting your own business? So the behind the scenes was, again, very messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of sort of 5 a.m. starts and going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, going back to the whole limited belief thing, it was finding enjoyment. That was the whole behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It was me, just a girl with a dream and Wi-Fi, literally mm-hmm. just saying, 
I have no plan B. This has to work. I just, I didn't give myself another option. Mm -hmm. So I forced myself to enjoy learning and running a business. And I know a lot of people say, oh, don't find your passion and all of this kind of stuff. And I knew I had a, a little passion for running a business, but the passion, if I'm honest, at first it was, I need to survive. I need to make more money. Mm-hmm. Living has gone up. There is a very particular life that I want to live. And I don't believe a nine to five is going to give me that. I don't like the whole, the whole idea of begging my boss for 28 days annual leave. Mm-hmm. Saying, I want to go here. Can I please have time off? And I, I kind of hated control. So the behind the scenes was me basically forcing myself to find something that I'm passionate about because I don't believe you wait for passion to come Mm -hmm. and then you go off and set yourself on this journey and then you make something of your passion I believe you kind of set yourself out to do uncomfortable things maybe make money do an online business and then you find your passion sort of as a Mm -hmm. default along the way Mm -hmm. um, which I think a lot of people kind of have this misconception about so yeah there was a lot of if I'm honest not even two a.m starts I um like bed, I was going to bed four o'clock in the morning for like weeks like it was daily mm-hmm. I wrote um I had like a notepad and I would just brainstorm everything out of my brain I feel like my brain was on overload mm-hmm. with all and I just had one question like, how do I make money um how do I become the woman that I want to become and ultimately I realized all roads led to me Mm -hmm. there was a lot of questioning and there was a lot of excuses and there was a lot of healing and I know that some people don't pair this with a business journey but inner child healing Mm -hmm. I had a lot of traumas and if I didn't work through that and question myself and learn about myself and understand my why I wouldn't I wouldn't have this business that I have right now it's just it wouldn't have happened so yeah behind the scenes it was brainstorming planning strategizing and just imperfect action I didn't have a full-on plan I didn't have things set out in a perfect way um it was it just kind of fell into place as you kind of make the mistakes and the failure I've had so many failures in my life I had two businesses before these two businesses that flopped I remember my first website that was awful mm-hmm. uh, I had so many failures I think it's just you as you go along you pick up wisdom here and there you mm-hmm. learn you bounce back and you go okay, how can I do things in a, in a different way so quit in terms of quitting my nine to five job I remember just saying sort of I remember just saying to myself how the plan of action was I need to create a plan in order to replace my nine to five income mm-hmm. so I sat down and I asked myself sort of questions about what is it that I actually need and in terms of finances what could I survive on mm-hmm. and budgeting and how much that I actually have to make in order to provide myself a different lifestyle and actually take myself away from a nine-to-five situation mm-hmm. so behind the scenes it was a lot of questioning myself I wasn't around people I didn't have mentors to help me mm-hmm. I 
literally just forced myself to work that sounds quite brutal but looking back it it was the best decision I ever made Mm -hmm. and I and I really appreciate that you're saying that yeah like it hasn't been smooth sailing that sometimes you have to take imperfect action I love the way that you said that because no matter how much we plan for anything any transition in our life that that we want to make a change and become a better woman and you know build the life that we want everyone thinks like okay I'm going to plan everything out and then I'll take action and this is going to be the outcome where that's that's not how life works. You can plan everything out and think it's going to flow in this beautiful way. But life is a funny thing. And I love that you said, just take the action. If it doesn't work out, OK, now you sit with yourself. OK, that didn't work. How can I make it better and pick up the little pieces along the way? Hey, that worked when I did it last time. Let me try it again. OK, that didn't really work. So now what can I do to improve it and just keep chugging along and figuring out? Because when you plan something too much, that's where you get stuck right? You don't take action on it because you want everything to be perfect. And a lot of us, I'm, I'm a huge perfectionist too. That's something that I work with as well, that we want everything to look really great. We want to launch something, we want to create something and we want everything to fall into place. But you know what? It's still okay if it doesn't. That doesn't mean you stop doing what you're doing. And so if we want to create a life for ourselves, we got to be prepared to realize that you may have a great plan. It might not work out the way you want it to, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work out. And yeah. I think a lot of us too think we're all like any transition we want to make that's maybe not in the norm of, you know, what our friends are doing, what our family is doing or anything like that. We think we're in it like by ourselves. Did you feel a little bit isolated because you were making this big switch? I lost a lot of people along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ghosted and I feel like, it was very necessary and I, I didn't mean to ghost mm-hmm. it's just as you kind of you there is this thing where in order to succeed in business I do believe you need sort of obsession and delusional confidence mm-hmm. and as you kind of get into that space of being obsessed with what it is that you're trying to create because it's like you have this vision and you're mm-hmm. trying to create something and you're trying to get it out into the world mm-hmm. and sometimes other people don't understand that mm-hmm. and they don't understand what it is that you're trying to create or why you're trying to create it and there's a, a concept of almost trying to protect your little bubble and protect your vision because you don't want anyone else to kind of hammer that down and chip away at it so yeah. I wanted to kind of stay in this bubble of being obsessed and delusionally confident and if other people didn't think it would work I'm like no I believe that this is going to be the biggest and it's that belief mm-hmm. so I automatically found myself kind of switching away from people um and it wasn't necessarily because they were bad for me or mm-hmm. they you know I think um even with yourself I think I ghosted as well I just I ghosted everyone mm-hmm. it was like some of my closest friends um who were also business women mm-hmm. I fully ghosted and it wasn't because again like they didn't have the same mindset as me we did have the same mindset mm-hmm. they wanted to also become business women and leave their nine to five jobs it was just because I am a big believer that it's obviously your efforts and if you spread your efforts to be in I literally tell myself all of my effort needs to go in my business right now mm-hmm. I don't want to be giving my relationships 10% or 20% because I know I'm not fully there I'm with you but I'm thinking about my business and 
the biggest thing that I dropped was coffee, coffee hangouts. Ooh. The amount of coffee dates. When people ask me, oh, do you want to hang out for coffee, go go for a walk with a coffee? I was like, no, no. And it wasn't because I generally didn't want it. It was just because I, I started to see everything as a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And even when you said about that imperfect action and kind of mapping out your, where your time is going, it's I have two concepts that really helped me, which was the aeroplane theory. Mm-hmm. So in this theory, you have you have the pilot and mm-hmm. then you have the engineer and then obviously you have the plane mm-hmm. and you have 10 percent of your time um which is obviously going to be the engineer should be sort of monitoring where the plane is going mm-hmm. then have about sort of 20 percent where mm-hmm. it's the pilot who kind of navigating and planning the direction that the plane is mm-hmm. going to go in then you literally got 60%, which is the plane, mm-hmm. and it just carries out all of the instructions that the pilot and engineer have put into place, and it just goes on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And that's how essentially I started to plan my time. If you, as you said, if you spend too much time in planning and trying to take that perfect step, you're just, you're, and you're spending 60% of your time planning and mm-hmm. only 15 or 20% of your time basically taking action it's that imbalance where you're not gonna get that far so I started to kind of map out my energy levels Mm -hmm. and I documented everything I treated I literally treated my life like a science experiment for Mm -hmm. about a month Mm -hmm. um tell us more what did you do what did you do (laughs) so I actually saw this concept on um tiktok i remember just seeing this random as we do we always like oh i saw it on tiktok it is the greatest thing you just learn so much about life on tiktok Mm -hmm. and i did take it quite extreme i feel like when so i'm a when i when i was at uni i did like biomedical sciences and then i trained and i did all this biomedical science stuff so i feel like the natural sort of scientist in me was i remember when i was at uni we had like these cells and we had to monitor the conditions and we had to document everything mm-hmm. and dependent on the numbers and the results that were being outputted by our environment on these cells we would then have to change the environment and try and change and manipulate the numbers so that's mm-hmm. what i basically did with my life i read write down my entire life on paper what time I woke up what I ate for breakfast what time I went to bed how I was feeling what I was thinking at a particular time whether I'm happy whether I was sad how I was spending my time if I even spent two minutes scrolling TikTok written down on paper it was I tracked my entire life when I was going for a walk when I was showering when I was going to the toilet it was literally everything so I would then at the end of the week look back and I had this kind of my life story kind of mapped out on this piece of paper and then I would I wasn't happy with the results and I wasn't happy or feeling satisfied with the amount of work that I had done that week mm-hmm. so I'd go back and manipulate stuff and get the numbers and write, right here I could have done a bit more work and mm-hmm. I'd it a bit better and make small improvements each week and keep mapping out until I'd kind of formed a routine and a full understanding about myself. I also noticed patterns. We we as women do function different to men. They mm-hmm. have like a 24 hour clock or whatever. Yep. I've got I've we've obviously got the 28 day cycle yes, and I, I know mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you gotta plan out that energy because the first two weeks it's creative city those last two weeks you don't want to oh. do anything you just want to rest and recharge and that's the point so I love how you're talking about like realizing how your energy dynamic works and getting to know yourself like and also your body because it can be really unmotivating when you don't realize like you're like oh why do I not have all this energy and creativity and I want to do this right now but then once you realize kind of where you are right in your cycle and like your energy levels then you're like oh and you can like map out your energy I, I love that you brought that up I think that's the thing though because it's it's not that common and even though every woman knows that mm -hmm. her energy stuff like that it's like if you don't have full-on acceptance and understanding of it you're mm -hmm. always fighting against the grain and I think that's another reason why I don't like the nine-to-five lifestyle in yes. that it's very in the I, masculine yeah mm -hmm. yeah I have to show up and I have to be 100% energy and I still have to do my jobs I'm like I just want a hot water bottle I want to eat yeah. my body <laughs> I just want to relax and I just want to, I just want to be horizontal. I just want to lay down and like not talk to anybody and just kind of go, go away in our little cocoon and just, you know, relax because yeah, that's just, we are cyclical beings. We run in a cycle with a 28 day cycle where like you said, men have the 24 hours. So them just getting up every day and doing the nine to five and doing it again over and over again, that system works for them where I know a lot of women they get very burned out in a nine to five because we just run like you said we run differently than men so I, I've actually seen a lot of women since like the pandemic switching from maybe not going into you know they have their nine to five but now they're remote or they're leaving the nine to five and they're starting their own business or finding maybe another job that has more flexible hours because that's just the way that we work so I love that we're becoming more aware of our energy levels so we can be our highest productivity that makes sense for us yeah and that is so key in business if you want to start a business the only way as especially as a woman to do that is by having a full understanding of your energy levels otherwise I remember when I first started sort of the coaching stuff and I was fighting against the grain and have like an off week I would like beat myself up about yeah. it mm -hmm. and I was angry at myself and ultimately that wasn't doing me any favors for my mental health or for my businesses so if you don't have that sort of understanding but yeah going back to the mapping out that really helped me kind of plan out where my most creative sides were going to be mm -hmm. so I would know sort of like right product planning is going to be in this week sort of if I've got meetings I'll do it when I'm here because as you said in the last week I'm like talk to people leave me alone mm -hmm. so I would purposely not plan meetings in that sort of week and I would do maybe just like the easier work like low energy tasks and really once because I had actually had everything out on paper I was really able to visualize what I was doing and what I was doing wrong most importantly so I could fix it because you can't fix something if you don't know that something's not working and if you're not aware of it yeah so that really helped me yeah and that's great and because you really need to figure yourself out when you're doing these things of what works best for you. You got to sit with yourself. And I like that you found your clarity of this is where the energy is going to work for me. This is the nine to five is not working for me. This coaching business is what's going to work for me. And you had to sit with yourself. Like you said before, I need to see and work on like my inner child healing and kind of sift through why are my limiting beliefs coming up? And once you become very self-aware, that's when the planning kind of shifts into the action because now everything like starts clicking and making sense. So I think a lot of people 
can get stuck in the planning phase of whatever transition they want to do because they're not very, you know, they're not as self-aware as they should be figuring out why things may or not working, why are things working and kind of sifting through and discerning the next changes they need to make. So I know it could be a lot of pressure running a business by yourself and leaving your nine to five. Why is it really important to then invest in yourself and maybe seeking out mentors and asking questions and really truly investing in the life that you want to build when you want to make those big transitions? So I think the reason why it's so important to have a mentor is because there are going to be days where you don't want to do it. There Mm -hmm. are going to be days where you're going to question yourself and like with nine to five like I've got my boss who if I'm kind of slacking she'll always be there someone's mm-hmm. watching you you have a task list you've always got something to do and they will almost tell you what you need to work on and because you are surrounded by people um if they're being productive and they're doing like you're you're forced to work in this time period mm-hmm. and in fact I do actually remember with my with my nine to five job, it was so hard for me to put boundaries in place. Like I just wanted to switch my mm-hmm. phone off at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And in business, it's not a thing. You would rather work, like you're working 24 hours sometimes. It's just, <laughs> it can be constant, not all the time, but especially in that sort of first year of business, I don't think I've ever known a successful business where the founder or the CEO of the company didn't work sort of unapologetically within them first two years of business and get it to the ground. Because I feel like nowadays people just seem to think, oh, if I have a business, like I'm just going to be off the bat making passive income. It's always that passive income. It's always like, oh, I just have to do like these few things and then I can just leave it alone. It's like evergreen. I don't have to touch it anymore or think about it anymore. And I can just, you know, sit and relax. So that's like not the case. (laughs) I I really do wish it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually, oh, I think something's come up on my screen. I I think it's telling me to go. No, you're still good. You still got like a little less than four minutes. You're still, you're still good. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Keep going. I'm going to have to edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, uh, what was the question? It was, why is it important to um, invest in yourself and making the time because structure and all that, you got to hold yourself accountable and all those things. Got it. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> So the reason why I think you need to keep yourself accountable is because ultimately you have a lot to prove to yourself as a business owner. I know business owners who make it, it isn't just because they want to make money. It's because they have something inside them, like this fear inside of them or they're pushing towards something else. And if you're not keeping yourself accountable, mm-hmm. you're ultimately, you're, you're going to have that fear that you're letting yourself down in some way, shape or form. And that regret is what kind of eats you up. And if you're not sort of investing in your mental health, you're then not going to be able to leave your vision because as a business owner, your ultimate goal is going to scale that business, have it self sort of forming without your life support and actually be something that stands without you. Because ultimately, if you are working in your business, you have you don't actually have a business. It's a hobby. And if you constantly have to be there and it's surviving without you, then 
again, you don't have a job. job. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it. But I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. So I also love that when you are investing in yourself, especially when you're starting something new, whatever that it may be, 
getting a coach, a mentor. So how has having a coach mentor helped you on your journey? So having a coach really helped me challenge my cognitive biases Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is you don't always know when you're playing up or acting up or doing something that because you will always think oh I'm right or something like this and in your business you might be doing something that's actually harming your business or isn't good for your mental health and with a coach they don't just keep you accountable they also make you question yourself constantly mm-hmm. and improve yourself and they make you kind of take a step back and make you realize when you need to just stop sort of acting and actually just start thinking a bit more about the actions that you're taking mm-hmm. because especially with me i where i do have a fear of failure mm-hmm. i might stop and prevent myself from launching a product or launching a service or Mm -hmm. doing something and with a coach they won't just help you to do that thing they will help you understand why you have that fear of failure in the first place where Mm -hmm. is it stemming from and I I feel like not all coaches do this but if you can find yourself like a really good coach and a mentor they can help you double or even triple your income because Mm -hmm it's kind of like you've got this voice in the back of your head that is fighting the other voice in the back of your head telling Mm -hmm. you that you can't do it and you've got someone who's on your side and on your sort of like sort of like your biggest supporter and believing in you Mm -hmm. and you with a coach with my coach I'm I'm very good friends with them Mm -hmm. um we developed that friendship and I feel so confident now talking to her and saying okay I've I've had a bit of a bad week and now I don't feel confident in my business or I'm scared to launch this product Mm -hmm. what happens if it fails and with that coach she will just help me to really understand why I'm feeling a certain way and just make me basically help me do it anyway and it's also goal setting as well Mm -hmm. because knowing that you can share that sort of goal with someone it's like if you if you have a deadline with yourself it's often easier to break them promises with yourself mm-hmm. than other people. because I'm like right I've got to jump on a meeting with my coach in two days time and if I turn up on that meeting and I haven't done something it's going to be quite annoying so it's like I've got that thing in the back of my head saying right. I have to be done but if I don't have that person I'll be like, oh, it's fine. I'll, just, I'll maybe next week or I'll do it. I'll do it the next day because mm-hmm. it is easy to break promises with yourself, especially when you haven't built like an incredibly strong relationship yeah. with yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning to do that. I'm not perfect with that. So having a coach is kind of like your second brain almost mm-hmm. who can kind of direct you and tell you when you're doing things wrong and also helps you work on the same thing. So when I first started my my business, one of my biggest limiting beliefs was I was trying to get everything so perfect and looking aesthetically pretty. And I thought it was so important, mm-hmm. but she actually helped guide me in terms of just focusing on revenue sort of generating tasks. Mm-hmm. So most of my time was being spent doing tasks that wasn't actually going to be providing me with any income and it was just kind of little things here and there and I was keeping myself busy but I wasn't actually being productive Mm -hmm. So, because of this coach she basically helped me to really understand 
the kind of implications and the sort of outcomes of what my actions were going to be ultimately bringing me and I wanted income so she would ask me what is it that you want Mm -hmm. and having that conversation with someone who understands she well for me it's a she but it might be a he coach for some of you guys listening but they will ask you tell me your goals what do you want and they will ask you certain questions in a way to help you understand what actual tasks you need to do in order to achieve them goals and Mm -hmm. I feel like if I didn't have a coach even though I would ask myself in questions like what do I want I might go a little bit extreme or too ambitious because there is something called like a soft spot Mm -hmm. where if it's too ambitious you're it's not you're not really going to achieve it if it's not in like a right time frame mm-hmm. but if it's not challenging it's not going to push you enough and your right. brain's not going to want to work on it so your coach kind of keeps you in that soft spot mm-hmm. where soft spot sweet spot mm-hmm. where you're pushing yourself and challenging yourself but not so much challenging yourself that you want to give up so mm-hmm. would that's the that's the important part too yeah that's definitely an important part because even I've um, invested in myself too because I was building my mindset coaching program and I didn't know like where to even start with that so I was like well why don't I then have a coach and I had a coach and I was in the coaching program for like th- I did like a three-month program just to like help me kind of start up and then let me grow from there. And it was like you said, it was so nice to just like have someone have your back because I'm trying to develop a mindset life coaching program. I mean, no one else in my life is doing that. So like they don't know anything either. So I can't be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And like, they'd be like, oh, that's cool. But then be like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to help you. So it was really nice to, I would meet with my coach on, you know, it was a bi-weekly basis. And it was also via Slack too. She would like check in with me on Slack, like on the weeks that we didn't meet be like, hey, how's it going? And it was really nice. Like you said, just to have someone hold you accountable and be in that, like you said, sweet spot of like, this is what you're doing, which is really great. But what do you want to do? What are your goals for your business? And and all those things that kind of keep you on track because a lot of times when you're trying to figure out a next step on your own, whether it's a creating a business, maybe it's moving, maybe it's a career change, maybe it's just a mindset shift in general, a lifestyle change. When you're kind of in it by yourself, it's very easy to also get lost and get lost in the too many thoughts or be like overly ambitious where you're not going to get there because it's so far beyond what you can reach right now. You might get there eventually, but let's let's condense it a little bit to more of a reality. And so having someone just to bounce ideas off of that's also been through it before, been through these situations and how to develop something, it's also really encouraging because sometimes when you're doing these shifts by yourself, and no one else around you is doing it. Sometimes you kind of think you're a little crazy, right? And you're like, why am I even like, why am I the only one that's thinking this? And it could be really isolating. And so having someone there to support you along the way, who kind of has like an unbiased opinion about things, because if you ask friends and family about things, they will have a little bit of a biased, you know, opinion on it because of their relationship with you. But a coach or a mentor, they don't have that. So they'll give you straight up of this is what you need to do if you want to, you know, achieve whatever goal that you, you know, you want to achieve. So, you know, building your business and leaving your nine to five and then also investing in yourself and getting a coach to help you build the dream that you want. What has been kind of your mindset healing journey from switching from employee to entrepreneur? So it has been a very big emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, 
(laughs) (laughs) when I first sort of quit my jobs then what people don't actually realize is it wasn't intentional on the day I didn't wake up that morning Mm -hmm. actually knowing I was going to go hand in my notice that's crazy (laughs) I know this happened you're like it's it's in my brain I need to do it I was like it was just like this impulse and I needed to get it off my chest and out and I literally wrote up the email there and then and I remember literally just thinking to myself and I was listening to these um, sort of like motivational videos on TikTok. Hey, so been there. Also been there. That's how it, they, they, wildly enough, they really do help you. They really do. <laughs> um, thanks to them, I quit my job. Um, so I was listening to these sort of motivational quotes, things on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I just got this urge to be like, if I don't do it now, I never will. So I, I typed in my resignation and then handed it in and I I, as I said I just felt like I was on planet nine Mm -hmm. I was just the happiest human then the next morning I woke up and I was like what have I done (laughs) (laughs) reality (laughs) set in (laughs) yeah I was like I cannot believe I've just done that um and I don't think I'd like really fully thought it through so the sort of mindset healing of that was I kept thinking to myself I was like I'm not I asked myself, so are you happy? And I was like, I'm not actually fully happy in my job. I don't think I've, I'm, it's challenging me enough. I don't, you know, it's not awful, mm-hmm. but it's not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make me excited to get up every single morning. I don't think I'm living out my full potential. Mm-hmm. So I just kept reminding myself and that was the kind of like emotional healing and the emotional healing side of it, I just kept asking myself questions like, what are you so scared of? Mm -hmm. I kept repeating to myself, I was like, you're not a tree. So you're not technically stuck in this situation. Happy move. You've made the decision, stick to it. And I've always been this girl who has a backup plan for a backup plan. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time in my life that I just, I didn't have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I had obviously I've got my savings and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, how did that so feel about having a backup plan for for once in your life how did that feel I think it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life mm-hmm. I have never been that scared because I just kept thinking of like because it is a cognitive bias where you're constantly thinking worst case scenario like your brain is hardwired to think worst case scenario like I felt at one point I was like I'm dying like Mm -hmm. threatening my survival so the anxiety Mm -hmm. levels were at an all-time high so not having a backup plan which has always made me feel safe it was as if I'd been stripped of all of my sort of security blankets Mm -hmm. and it just me exposed to the world and what it was was I no longer had excuses. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to fall back on because ultimately I, I said to myself, I was like, if if this fails, and I knew my business wouldn't fail because I've made my business somewhat of a success, but there's so many goals that I wanted to reach. I was like, if I don't reach them goals, it's down to me. It wasn't down to my nine to five job. It's all down to me. And if I'm honest, it, my quitting my job it wasn't just to do with my business it was also to do with my my health and investing in myself as well I my main goal was I wanted to have a full-time job working on myself mm-hmm. I 
I literally I I'm turning 26 really soon and half of the year's gone as you know and yeah. you know, six months time it's going to be a new year I kept thinking to myself I was like I can't believe where these six months have gone mm-hmm. and it was like I was stuck in this cycle so the emotional sort of side of it was I felt free mm-hmm and it was really exciting because I felt for the first time, I don't have strings attached to me. Mm. I've walked away from something and I've detached myself from something. But now I have to go and prove something to myself. Mm-hmm. and I have to go achieve something. And I don't know whether this is even the best way to think, because there is a part of me that just wants to just be. There's a concept I heard on one of um, on a podcast once that said, we're no longer physical beings with we're no human beings we're human doings oh I think I've heard that somewhere before too that's so good I love that and it's like even now that I've quit my job and I I technically Mm -hmm. have time I have the sort of the one thing that I've wanted for so long and I am still sat here thinking I just need to be doing something I need to be filling up that time with something I'm like actually I just want to breathe I and then it was like I kept just telling myself I was like why I wouldn't wake up and have a slow morning mm-hmm. and I I don't I would always have my breakfast on the go mm-hmm. uh, I would have lunch at my desk and I was eating food that was like microwave meals and rushed food because I didn't have time to sort of plan out a beautiful meal for myself mm-hmm. so the emotional roller coaster was one minute I'm like what are you doing my brain's not used to just being free I'm, mm-hmm. I've always got stress and I've always got pressure on me and whether it's in my job or at home or whatever I've always got something going on so my brain was a bit like well, well this is different mm-hmm. this is new what are you going to do with your time? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have structure as well. And I think another emo- emotional roller coaster was, am I actually capable of proving this thing that I want to myself, achieving what I want, mm-hmm. and also becoming the woman that I want to be and stepping into her? Because I do have a really strong vision of the woman that I want to be when I hit 26. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it was the pressure it was every single emotion that you could possibly feel I felt in the space of like 48 hours but I do remember this I think it was on Jay Shetty podcast I heard um she said she said on this podcast if you had someone come up to you Mm -hmm. um sort of you're not on earth but you're sort of floating somewhere in the universe and god or the universe came up to you and said do you want to go to earth and experience every single emotion there is for literally a blip for such a short period of time Mm -hmm. you wouldn't turn down the opportunity and I I just kept and that was how I grounded myself Mm -hmm. I just kept feeling I was like there is a story out of this somewhere I was like one day I'm gonna wake up and I'm going to be telling my grandkids about the time where grandma made a really risky, stupid error. I was like, I quit my job, but it worked out, you know? Yeah. And, um, I remember just grounding myself thinking, I'm so lucky that I actually get to experience all of these emotions. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that it's scary, but 
at least I'm free and I, I didn't want to be stuck in that comfort zone and even though you're uncomfortable at work it's still comfort you've got stability mm-hmm. I no longer had that sort of right. stability so yeah it was very scary <laughs> but yeah. it made me want to push even more because I remember this I remember this um, experiment that they did on rats mm-hmm. and they they put cheese in front of two rats mm-hmm and on one rat, they've got just the sort of cheese in front of it and it's running towards the cheese. But on one, on like rat B, they had the cheese in front of it, but they also had the smell of a cat coming in from the back. Oh, okay. And, and they noticed that rat B was running faster towards the cheese. And because when it was, it was being measured by a lever mm-hmm. than rat A. And that just proved that motivation isn't just driven by wanting something. It's driven by the desire to have something, but also the fear of leaving something behind. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like my fear for being stuck in a nine to five lifestyle was a lot stronger than the fear that I had of quitting my life, my my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. So I just kept going back to which one do I want more? Mm-hmm. And that's, oh. that's, that's beautiful because it's so important that like, we think that when we make the decision that we believe is right for us, whatever change we want to make, we're going to feel like great, like just this continuation of happiness and joy because we made the right decision. But the reality is you're going to feel that for like, you know, maybe the first 24 hours, but then you're like, oh my God, life sets in. And you're like, what did I just do? What am I leaving behind? What's going to happen? Is this going to work out? And all these fears start coming in. But I love that you put that you have the fear of leaving something behind, but that's what drives you to make the better life. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of relate to that in a way where I used to work in New York City. So I would take the, I would commute every single day. It would be an hour and a half. And I remember when I first started the job, I was really excited for it. But I remember thinking in my brain, like when I was 23, when I started that job, I'm 29 now. And I remember being like, I'm not doing this though for the rest of my life. This is a really good starting point and I can't wait to start it, but I'm not going to, this quality of life is not going to be for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, Nate and I, we are going to then move away from the city and we're going to move to upstate where his family is. And we're going to have a whole, you know, another lifestyle. And I got a new job and everything. And it's really scary, right? But it's exciting because you're starting a new chapter. And I always have to remind myself, like the motivation of like, I'm making the right choice. I'm making the right choice. Because I always go back to that thought where I'm like, I'm not taking this train and doing this commute every single day of my life and losing. It would be like four hours of my day just commuting to work. And that's four hours that I can use to do something else to better my life in some way. And when I eventually have a family, like spend time with my family. So what always I always remind myself, I'm like, yeah, this move is going to be scary. Yes, the new job can be scary and intimidating, but also exciting. But just think about like, what you're leaving behind, it didn't serve you, right? So because it didn't serve you, yeah, it might be a little little scary leaving your comfort zone behind, like you said, right? But then you have to remind yourself, but look how much is, it's so much in front of you, right? Do you know what? I feel like I'm, I've always been quite an extreme person. Mm -hmm. And when I I do take things quite literal in my head Mm -hmm. and I'm very big believer that if you really want something and you want the universe to kind of give it to you Mm -hmm. you need to completely let go 
of what you have currently to kind of make way and mm-hmm. say almost as if you're kind of like stripping yourself bare going right I'm I'm ready take me to the next chapter kind of thing but in order to kind of pass through the next door you mm-hmm. need to like completely shut the door behind you as if you're in a kind of like game like the only way that the green light's going on that door is if you fully close that door mm-hmm. so I, I actually got offered in the job after I quit my job um they offered me the role of general manager mm-hmm. and it was like they were trying to do everything that they like possibly can to like keep mm-hmm. me in the job and they were like so my my boss is being promoted and then she wanted me to take over her job and I'm not gonna lie to you for for a minute there, I was like oh mm-hmm maybe you know it's a it's a pretty little title more money uh brilliant I did end up turning it down and then they offered me a part-time position um and they so it was like me still keeping my foot in and I remember just saying to myself like you know it's a part-time job I can still run my business full-time I can still go to the gym still eat healthy be the woman that I want to be but I remember sitting there I was like but actually no in order for me because I remember you saying now for the next chapter, in order for you to really open that next chapter, you need to close that next chapter. I didn't want to be dipping my toe in that lifestyle. I literally was like, I need to strip myself, purge myself and just get myself completely out of everything that I know right now in order for me to move on. So even though I have no idea what is coming next, literally not even the slightest clue I've never been more excited because I know that Mm -hmm. something better is coming I just have the I don't know what it is but Mm -hmm. there is this really strong feeling that something has to come good of this because I've let go of everything that as you said Mm -hmm. doesn't serve me anymore Mm -hmm. but you can't be kind of like half in half out you need to once you make that decision yep gotta just let it go and and I actually it's so funny that you said like, there's so much unknown in front of me, but like, it's like a lot of people think of, oh, like, that's so scary. That's a very like fixed mindset, but a growth mindset is like, how exciting is that? And I remember seeing a quote and I, people have seen it before, but it's like, remember, and like, just imagine like the, your best days are still ahead of you. Like we are still, we're in our late twenties, right? Some of us are in our early thirties who are listening. Our best days are still so much ahead of us. It's not even funny. So when we feel stuck and we kind of have the split of, I'm just going to keep my dip one toe and keep it in the comfort zone and have another toe in the unknown. And we feel really stuck in like this, like, you know, weird bubble that we're in and we don't know if we should fall back or move forward. It's because we're, we're afraid that like, this is all life is right now because that's all we're seeing. We're not, we don't see all the great, wonderful things that are going to come with this letting go and stepping fully forward into the next chapter. But we have to, like you said, have faith that whatever is coming to me from this decision, because you feel so strongly about this great decision that's going to change your life, something good is going to come of it because you left what was not serving you behind anymore but in that in between of like that transition of leaving your comfort zone and stepping fully forward you kind of lose a little bit of stability like for me right now I have my summertime to transition from one job to the next and then move right but so I'm packing I'm doing all these things I'm scrambling like I'm kind of in that weird in between as well so when us women were in this like in between of taking that next step we made the decision and then we're stepping forward to our next chapter how could we create stability in our lives as we're making that transition 
I feel like creating stability is this kind of I, I, I do there is a concept there's two types of stability I think there's mental stability mm-hmm. and then there's obviously kind of like the financial stability mm-hmm. and stuff yes I feel like in order for you to get financial stability you have to have stability in your mind and mm-hmm. this kind of deep rooted belief that no matter what happens I've got myself I, mm-hmm. I'll make work whatever happens like if you can completely detach yourself from the sort of external environments and things around you and you just believe like all I need is me I have a home within me it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where I am what I'm doing I'm okay if I've got me and I think it's that stability of I so as I said I, I was really scared and feeling anxious but because I have this mental stability within myself going, I know that's going to work because I'm on this journey with me mm-hmm. and I know that I'll make it okay. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, and I allowed myself and I comforted myself and I was like, it's okay that I'm scared. It's absolutely fine. Like I'd be worried if I wasn't scared because mm-hmm. it's like, I've got an emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that stability of telling myself that, no matter what happens, because I know my knowledge and my capabilities and my true potential somewhere deep inside. And even if it doesn't, if I don't scream and shout it and I have the limited beliefs and the fear of failure, and sometimes I think I'm not good enough. I know somewhere underneath, way underneath all of that, I do have that true potential. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the mental stability. It's that obsessiveness and that delusion that everything's going to be all right because you only go on this journey with yourself mm-hmm. even with your family and your partner and your best friends and your dog and all of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff you're not really truly experiencing life with them it's only really within yourself mm-hmm. that you your perspective so once you have mastered that sort of stability within yourself you'll then be able to move on to the next form of stability and I feel like as women we haven't really I do know a lot of women who haven't really thought about stability in terms of not just having financial freedom it's stability in terms of having time Mm -hmm. I was recently put in a situation where my family needed me Mm -hmm. um, and I remember kind of like calling up work and I was like well my, my family needs like I need to go like I can't be here mm-hmm. and it was this kind of in order for you to as women mm-hmm. we are women who can do it all we can show up in our jobs we can show up in our businesses show up in our lives show up for ourselves and do everything but there are sort of times where you need to prepare yourself and that's where the stability comes in prepare yourself for the worst case scenario if s- someone in your family really needs you mm-hmm truly have the stability in your life to drop everything and go and be there for that person Mm -hmm. do you I wanted to be able to be the sort of mum that could just you know if my daughter was sick or whatever and they you know started a period at school Mm -hmm. and I needed to take up for ice cream Mm -hmm. do I have the stability in my life to actually just drop my job and say oh I'm taking my daughter out for ice cream Mm -hmm. and I you know it's just the little things of I I know I, I know a lot of people who only really plan for Friday night rather than planning for a whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. stability comes from not just having a roof over your head and a house. It's having also a purpose. Mm-hmm. 
um, because if you have the time to go and be there with your family, you have the purpose, that purpose will give you stability because you always have something to fall back onto. If, like, for example, in my life now, if anything goes wrong, I'm like, I've got my business. I've got a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying my business is my purpose. It's the mission behind it. Mm -hmm. I want to help women create that stability and create financial freedom and just create a truly beautiful life for themselves. That purpose always allows me to have something to fall back onto emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many different sort of aspects to stability. And as women, if you don't sort of think about it in your early 20s, I'm not saying it's too late in your 30s. It's just, it is a lot harder Mm -hmm. to sort of create that. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, stability is you need to be able to show up for your family, show up for your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And because it does, it creates fulfillment. You, it's not always just showing up for yourself. It's being able to give love and not just receive love. It's being able to give people things that you never had when you were younger Mm -hmm. and being able to show them new experiences and all of this kind of stuff. And if you're not stable in your life, you can't do them kind of things. So Mm -hmm. stability gives you that sort of ability to show up for the people in your life. Stability in terms of time means that you are able to ultimately do whatever you want at any given point of time in the day without having to ask for permission and control. Mm -hmm. And that stability also comes from if you, something goes wrong in your life, like you never know when you're going to get laid off from your job. Mm -hmm. Even with my business, my business might crash and burn tomorrow you know the economy you know someone might stop paying for my for the services that they're doing mm-hmm. whatever it is there there could always be something wrong so it's the stability is where you've always planned for things to go wrong not in like a pessimistic way mm-hmm. but it's kind of just being secure and knowing right if this goes wrong tomorrow if I get laid off from my job or this business goes down I've got another business to fall onto that's why I have two businesses because I'm like if one doesn't work I've got I've got other sources of income that can provide me that stability mm-hmm. if I get laid off even though I won't get laid off because I quit but <laughs> if I get <laughs> if I get laid off from my job tomorrow I've got this to fall back on it's it's just kind of like this well-rounded approach. Like there is no one sort of type of stability. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's just, it's so important, especially for women just to have things set in place. So we have the flexibility, like you said, to do things that we may need to do to serve ourselves, to serve our partner, our loved ones, our family, once we have one, you know, and then also, you know, our own parents and things like that, siblings. So having that especially mental and financial stability for a woman is it's literally everything and then in this day and age it's wonderful that we have all the tools to really help us figure that out I think right now we're in a time that like we have so much available for us to achieve those goals and things like that and so we're right in the spot where we have so much abundance and opportunity to make this shift in our life that we really want to become the woman that we want to cultivate a life that we really want. And I'm really glad that we're starting to see that collectively as women in like this millennial generation and, you know, Gen Z a little bit after us, we're starting to realize that like, you know, 
the only t- and I, I it's actually funny I was watching Sweet Magnolias on Netflix the other day and it, they said this quote and it was so great and I wanted to share because it, it, it connects here and it was like the only permanent decision you ever have to make is being a good person every other decision that you make in life is it's temporary you can mm-hmm. you can keep going from it you can figure it out maybe go back to something else if it didn't work out and you we have all these choices in front of us and we're always so afraid to make make a choice because we think oh once I make this choice that's it that's done you know I can't I can't maybe go back to anything else I have to keep doing something and figuring it out the only permanent decision we ever have to make every single day is being a good person everything else is temporary Mm. You're so true. I love that. I really do. Thanks. It's kind of like one of them things where it's if you don't know your values, like that's another part of stability. It's mm-hmm. you need to be able to be stable in I know exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. I love myself enough to know my my values. I know my purpose in life. And it's kind of no matter what sort of environment you're in you have that to kind of fall back onto you need to be able to rely on yourself mm-hmm. and I think that is a kind of concept that not many young women like early 20s I'm talking like fresh out of uni especially mm-hmm. but they don't really feel like they can fully rely on themselves they're still dependent on receiving sort of gratification and sort mm-hmm. of happiness from other people mm-hmm. and I remember someone someone asked me who was he was very close in my life and they said to me, who do you like love? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was like, my mom, my dad, and mm-hmm. I, you know, my best friend, like I, I'm my brother. And I remember saying all of this and they were like, you never said yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was like- We never do as women, right? We always say we love everybody else. And then we always forget about ourselves. Yeah. And it's I'm like- done forgetting. We're done forgetting. You know? <laughs> I love myself. Repeat with me, ladies. Mm-hmm. We're done <laughs> <And> forgetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is another type of stability it's being able to say I'm I've got me and I love myself and it doesn't matter who is in my life I'm okay it doesn't matter what happens in my life I'm gonna be okay Mm -hmm. so if you can kind of build an incredibly strong relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. you will always be stable Mm -hmm. 100% and that's like a that's a beautiful way to end it is like you always got you at the end of the day so Mia, I mean, I we can talk like literally all day, like and all night because you're like six <laughs> hours ahead of me. <laughs> but um, I wanted to wrap this up in a pretty bow and just it was so great to have you back on again and sharing just your knowledge and just because I've known you for like, you know, the last time that we were two years ago, you've grown so much as a person and you just have so many big things ahead of you. And I just love collaborating with you all the time. And so where can people find you, follow you, all that great stuff? So if you head over to bossmylife.com, you'll find pretty much everything that I do on there. Um, blog posts, resources. I have a podcast of my own launching. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my The Bossable University, which is on there. So business coaching. My agency is also on there. Newsletters, the works. My entire life is practically is my second home, bossmylife.com. So head over there. <laughs> you can find me. And yeah, and I'll definitely put that in the show notes and all the links and all those wonderful things so people can find you and follow you. And Mia, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you been struggling with finding 
the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle. I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become a stronger and be able to survive (laughs) the end of the day workout. And I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand, First Form. First Form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals. Some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the Level 1 Protein Caramel Latte. Let me tell you guys, it tastes amazing. And Level 1 Protein has helped me stay fuller longer. I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away. And unfortunately, I have coffee and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it. So, I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up so that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh my God, you guys, it tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin and nails. My skin has definitely looked clear my hair I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like wow she's shiny and also my nails haven't been breaking you know as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done it's been helping me so much I've also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts I work from 4 to 5 p.m and let me tell you Before this pre-workout, I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill. I would be screaming. But now, after I'm done with my strength workout, I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout. And also, it tastes really good. And I've never used pre-workout before, so I was a little nervous if it's going to make me anxious and things like that. But this pre-workout has helped me so much with good long-lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym. It's not like I can't fall asleep at night. So these products have been very inviting and very easy to use where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre-workout because usually when I see them, they're kind of intimidating to look at. But First Form is such a wonderful brand. They also have vegan options as well for protein powders, collagen, pre-workout, so on and so forth. And last but not least, I'm also in love with their protein bars, the chocolate chip cookie dough. Fan favorite of the house, Nate and I love those protein bars. We put in our bags in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out. So that way, because you know that after work workout, we are starving. So having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals. So If you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at The Growth Mindset Gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love. Highly recommend. (music) 
Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people-pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Mia. I just had so much fun having an amazing conversation with her. So make sure to follow her on Instagram and check out her website. All of her links and everything to connect with her are going to be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your story. Tag me and I in it. Let us know your major takeaways. Share it with someone who needs to hear this. And if you haven't done so already, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, rated me on Spotify, and remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.